Yeah, okay, so you'd want Sean Dyche to read you bedtime stories. Hello and welcome to another instalment of What the Factual. I'm Jill Smith. And I'm Pete Moore. Welcome everybody. That's it. <laughs> and goodbye. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Um, yeah, we're back. Well, so we're I back. so a little bit of housekeeping. Yes. First of all, I've got you a present. <gasps> so this little... is not a Christmas present, really, because I mean, it's, it's way a Christmas too tree on the late. Uh, well, I wrapped it with Christmas presents, okay. but this is because we've not seen each other for a, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Now. Um, Anyway, there you Thank go. You so much. you can open it and uh, give me your. <laughs> I... We could potentially. I feel bad that I haven't got you anything. No, no, no. This is not that. I, I literally saw it and thought of you. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to describe because this is a an audio medium. Oh girl. yeah, that's so that's the paper coming off. That's the paper off. And it is Shakespeare's quips, cusses, and curses. Yeah, so we've got, we don't is want it a the curses. Game? I think so. I'm not sure. I mean, but he's, he's swear, Shakespeare is swearing is on he? the front cover. Oh, really? What's he saying? It's like hashtagged out. Oh, a something quiz deck. Oh, well, it's so it's a quiz. It's a quiz. So I know we've obviously covered Shakespeare last week. Uh, Shakespeare. Do, you know, do you know the real, the real um, challenge? Uh, getting into Get, it getting in the box yeah. doing a hands it's like when know. I'm trying to open mayonnaise also can't do it or any kind of sachet oh, you can't oh, oh sachet I thought you'd make one of the bottles of mayonnaise yeah. well, I mean we'll edit <laughs> we'll edit this out well uh, is it am I being stupid or we both being we're, stupid we're either both the same kind oh, of stupid on. or uh, we're getting there we're getting there nearly there nearly there nearly there oh, um, there you go this. so we're okay. in we're in Right, so oh my! This came from Wales. Are there, is, are they? Are there any that you can read that aren't expletives? My dad was with me when I bought this. Neither of us got onto the fact that it was about swearing. Is it actually all about swearing? Your face is looking. No, weird. just. <laughs> okay, this this is a, this is a classic. Okay, go on. So you've got to fill in the missing word in okay. the quote. Right. Um, I can tell you the play, if that helps. No, it won't help, but carry on. You can tell me. <laughs> Truly thou art damned, like an ill-roasted something, all on one side. Turkey. You've gone with turkey. The answer is egg. You don't roast an egg. Mm, maybe that's why you're truly damned. An ill-roasted egg? Who roasts well, eggs? Well, that, but it's, roast Ill, an egg? it's an ill-roasted egg. What, because they meant to fry it? Because it was all on one side. Of the, egg, the eggs don't have sides. He's an idiot. Okay, so anyway. that was a waste of money. All right. Well, we got about two minutes out of that. Fantastic present. So that was the first thing, your little gift. Thank you. Uh, the other bit of housekeeping that I wanted to, was a fact check. <gasps> I know. Ooh. But it's, a, when it's one of my off-the-cuff facts that I threw in to episode one. Oh, I mean, episode we one, we way were learning. Back. We were learning, yeah. but I also threw something out there, which and I think it was episode one. So you remember I mentioned spiral staircases? Was that episode one or episode two? I think that might have been episode two with Henry VIII's wives. Yeah, okay. Well, I threw in there that oh, with the all swords. spiral staircases go the same way. Yeah. 
I went over Christmas. I went to Carnarvon Castle in Wales, North yeah, Wales. Great brilliant, castle. Brilliant. Lots of castle. peacocks. Uh, didn't see any peacocks, but I'll believe you. Um, anyway, in the same castle, mm. they had spiral staircases going both ways. Oh. So immediately I was going up there going, oh, well, I've got to fact check this straight away. Wow. Did you? So so what happened when you fact checked it? Uh, well, I didn't need to fact check it. it. There was just evidence that they were going both ways. There was one. So like if you were the incumbent of yes. the castle. Great word. Thanks. Yep. I, I'm amazed that I dragged that out <laughs> of my brain. Um, yeah. If you're the incumbent of the castle and somebody's attacking you, you know, going down the thing, but they're in the same tower. There were spiral staircases going both clockwise and anti-clockwise. Mm. So my rule that they all go the same way is obviously not true. I wonder if there was anything logically about where they were, because the, the the taller the tower, so mm. the towers with the people at the top who were maybe bow and arrow people, yeah. archers. <laughs> no, not, bow and arrow people. Not the people that run the farm on the radio floor. Do you think people are getting onto the fact that we are delaying our main... We, subject we, <laughs> we is, do have one is there a, a reason behind that yes there is because i'm scared because this is your episode it's my episode i've got you a great i think i've got a good story so should we get into it yeah let's get into it then oh god that's the spirit <laughs> that's the spirit of ecstasy hey, hey. nice segue yeah, cards on the table. I had no idea what this was. No. Um, so, yeah, the floor is yours. Oh, I mean, this is it. So the, one of the main reasons for doing this podcast were I just thought, well, Jill's boss, she knows everything. She's got the voice of the radio. She's <laughs> historic uh, facts. Knowledge is second to none. And I can just sit here and be an idiot and <laughs> pipe up every now and then. So, but now, this, yeah, this has thrown all kinds of cats among so many pigeons. Wow! Or facts among the fictions, as yeah, you like. Yeah, there's facts everywhere. There's but this, so this is it. Like, so our premise is the myth that mm. we're trying to dispel. Yeah. So, if I asked you the following question, yes. What do you think is on the front of every Rolls-Royce car? As in, don't just say a number plate. I was going to say an angel. There you go. Because it's a lady with some wings. Yes. That's a good starting point. Cool. I don't want to answer the question straight away because I've got a brilliant story. Well, I think it's a brilliant story. But I was going to tell you the background to how I found out about all this. And Sounds think, good. Are you sitting comfortably, listeners? Shall I sit comfortably? Yes. No, you have to sit uncomfortably. I am already sitting very uncomfortably because <laughs> I, I'm taking the reins. So the way I was coming at this, first of all, I'll tell you how I found out about it. Was um, So me and my dad have had this little traditional trip to the new forest. Oh. And when I say traditional, we've done it twice. It's a new tradition. Yeah, and we intend to go again. Nice. But in, do you know that neck of the woods? There's an area 
by uh, Lymington, which is along from Southampton. And nope. in between there is a river called the Bewley River. And there's a little tiny village called Bewley, uh, which has got a stately home called Bewley House, I or you know, sounds legit. Big yeah. manor house where uh, the Montague family live, oh. and in the grounds. So John Montague mm-hmm. was the, uh, I think he was the second Baron John Montague. He's a real um, person. He's a real person. Yeah, we, I'm only dealing with, unlike you, I'm dealing with real people here. You just like going <laughs> was, on about mythology and people again. flying around with mistletoe and stuff. Anyway, um, yeah, and they, he was a massive car fan. In the grounds of that house is the National Motor Museum, which is at Bewley. So it's all full of these incredible cars, like Formula One cars, mm. uh, you know, like Senna's helmet, things like that. Oh, loads and loads yeah. of like brilliant. It's really worth a visit. And nice. you don't have to be into cars, I don't think. To appreciate it. Yeah, it's mm. just a great thing. Anyway, on the back of that, we were sort of looking for things to do. And one of the places along the road, there's this old shipyard called Buckler's Hard. You're, I knew you'd grin at that because you're such a child. Um, I don't know why it's called that. You'd think I would have looked that up, but I haven't. I need to know now. Well, you can look that up and just delete your history. Um, <laughs> but then I was walking around this. So it's, it's all about ship uh, building and the history of... Are you Googling why it's called Buckler's Hard? No. Yes, just, you are. I just, I'm just curious because that's a really weird name. You're checking... Oh, you fact-checking me straight no, away. No, you said you didn't know. I don't know why it's called that. Okay, I digress. Carry on. So anyway, we were going around the thing, me and my dad, and I, you know, I was kind of vaguely paying attention. But then I found this story, which I'm going to start... Oh, oh no, no, I was just going to say, I like when you're like, I was vaguely paying attention. <laughs> this could be last week, or this could be when you were like 15. <laughs> yes, thanks. All right. Carry on. Sometimes Carry on. I pay attention. Anyway, there's this whole story, and this is where we are going to begin with, I'm mm. afraid to say, a tragic story. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I know. So, we are in the First World War. Oh. 1915. Mm. The... SS Persia. Have you heard of the SS Persia? Is that a boat? It is a boat. So it was a P&O, fer- P&O ferry. <laughs> Not a ferry. It's like, you know, the, uh, the liners, big, yeah. uh, like ocean liner. Yeah. One of those. Okay. Anyway, um, it was common practice uh, in the First World War for ships to cross the Mediterranean, taking goods and passengers to India and the East. Mm-hmm. Um, the boats all sailed under a neutral flag, uh, which declared that they were unarmed and therefore defenceless. Yeah. And the common law was to respect that and not attack them because mm-hmm. they weren't part of the war. Uh, it was, however, quite common that boats could be intercepted and they were sometimes robbed of all their worthy goods and sometimes passengers were offloaded before the boats were either taken or destroyed. However, the SS Persia, mm-hmm. uh, December the 30th, 1915, lunchtime, 
two days before New Year, mm-hmm. all the passengers were sitting down for lunch and a U-boat oh. under the command of Christian August Max Alman Valentina. And I name him. Okay. Because he's evil. Oh. He basically disregarded the neutral flag. <gasps> torpedoed the boat. No. Took it out and in five minutes mm. it had sunk. The whole thing was at the bottom of the sea within five minutes. Why? So, well, it was, Why? this is it. So he had an, a reputation. He just wanted uh, a record of taking out civilians and Ew. just, yeah, bad man. Anyway, there's a reason for why I'm telling the story. The losses were big and they, it was a tragedy and it was basically the worst survivors, but very few. Mm. So that in mind, mm-hmm. there is a reason why I'm telling that story. Back to 1902. Yep. Before the First World War, cars were the new exciting thing. Oh, yeah. Everyone wants a car. The, arist- yeah. the aristocrats and all the rich people were, you know... Done with horses. Getting into it. Yeah, getting Bring into the cars. Bring me that horseless carriage. And we're back at uh, Bewley. Um, yeah, the early days of petrol heads, these guys who... Were, it was all the rage to get the best cars you get. So Mercedes-Benz yeah. were around. So what's his name? Benz invented the car. Did you know that? Carl Benz. No, I didn't. So Mercedes-Benz were around. But actually, it might have just been Benz. I don't know when he met Mercedes. But that's an irrelevance. Um, but the big name in early cars, you might have heard of them. Rolls-Royce. Oh, yeah. 1904, Mr. Rolls and Mr. Royce and Mr. Johnson. You didn't <laughs> no know Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson? Well, this is it. So I was thinking... So it was three partners. What did Mr. Johnson do? Well, uh, I don't know, but I can tell you what Henry Royce did. Okay. So Henry Royce uh, was known for building cranes. So his engineering background came in. So he met Charles Rolls and Henry Royce and Charles Rolls started this car company with Johnson, but Johnson obviously didn't, his name wasn't starting with an R, so they couldn't Mm. include him. So he just got binned off. Yeah, no one remembers weird. him. If only he'd been called Ronson, uh, it would have been Rolls Royce Ronson. Ronson. Have you got a Rolls Royce Ronson? <laughs> That's a personal <laughs> question. Um, anyway, the um, so this company made building the best cars, you mm-hmm. know, and everybody wanted to Rolls Royce. So Montague, being a lord, mm-hmm. um, was well connected. Yeah. Uh, and he was friends with the guys at Rolls-Royce. So he got his hands on one of the early Rolls-Royces. Ah. And it became the fashion to have, like, bespoke little hood statuettes. Statues. So, people so what, had, you put like, your own on your car? Yeah. You can, like, so, design one? Yeah. So, um, and he ran this magazine. And at the magazine, he had an illustrator sculptor called Charles Sykes. And he commissioned Charles Sykes to make a little statuette for the front of his Rolls Royce. Okay. Now, we mentioned Johnson earlier, who was the forgotten name in the Rolls Royce company. Rolls Royce Johnson, yep. Rolls Royce Johnson. He used to be the first secretary of the RAC, the Royal Automobile Club. Oh, yes. And he had, uh, as his secretary... Eleanor Velasco Thornton, 
Um, then Johnson joined Rolls Royce. Okay. She became unemployed. Oh. And available. What's a girl to do? Well, she got a job with John Montague at his car magazine. Mm-hmm. Montague, what do you think happened? Fell in love. Fell in love. Oh. Yeah, that damn thing. Um, he fell in love with Thorne, as she became known. Mm. Eleanor Thornton. So, um, Thorny. they had this... It was a bit of an open secret. Mm. And he was married, but it was kind of like... It's not that documented as to how the wife felt in all this. But I can take was, a guess. Everybody knew that they were together in this thing. So it was an open secret to the point when he had his first little statue made for his Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. He got Charles Sykes, the illustrator, yep. to sculpt a little statuette in the shape of a woman leaning mm-hmm. forward with her hands on her lips, <gasps> which was the called, the, yeah, called the Whisper. Oh. And it was a secret. So it was, this was their open secret. And so, he used... So she was in love with him too? She was in love with him too. And they were like having a full It was an open, oh. yeah, it was an open secret that they had. I wasn't had. sure if it was like unrequited kind of situation. Uh, no, no, it was requited. I see. Um, so they, that, so this was the open secret and he had this little statue on the front of his Rolls Royce, The Whisper. And it, mm. that's in Bewley Museum, oh. the original thing. So... Like I said earlier, they this became a bit of a, um, a trend for all these upper class people who yeah. had their Rolls Royces to have their own little statues on the car. Yeah, and Do you know what? I'm going to bring this trend back. Get you can make, definitely make put my own little, little statue, stick it to the front. What would you have? Oh, that's a very good question. Thank you. You, you put definitely. me on the spot, and I'm um, going to have a think and come back to this question. Carry on. Fine. So the whisper is on the front of the car. But all these other people are trying to come up with their own ideas. Anyway, the people at Rolls-Royce didn't like this trend Mm. where they were seeing their own cars driving around with oddities, you know, strange things on the front of them. So they thought, right, we want a standard statuette that sums up Rolls-Royce and the name and the, you know, everything that it encapsulates. So they went to John Montague and said, we like your Whisper one. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. It's really elegant. Goes with our sort of brand. Who came up with that? And he said, oh, this fella, Charles Sykes. And uh, they said, right, we'll get him to do one for us. So we now, Mm. we're going to pause and go forward in time back to the tragedy so 1915. We're not back in 1915. Okay. Sitting down to lunch oh, on no. December the 30th on the SS Persia. Oh no. Is Lord John Montague with? Well. Yeah. Thorny. He sat oh. with Eleanor Thornton. So, in a roundabout way, mm-hmm. his wife kind of dodged a bullet there a little bit. That's one way of looking at it. Mm. Um so, a couple of days before this... Mm. Now, this is where I've got a slight issue with the uh, the love story. Because a few days before, Lord John Montague, Baron, second Baron, mm-hmm. 
happened to get his hands on a new type of life jacket, uh, which was apparently a kind of prototype, so not right. available to the public yet. Oh. So a friend of his offered him this life jacket and said, oh, this will come in handy <sighs> if, if anything should happen when you're crossing the Mediterranean That's in the so First World War. I know. But... Oh, no. The he torpedoes hit. Yeah. He gets his hands on his um, life jacket, but doesn't offer it to Thorne. He oh. puts it on himself and then basically puts his arms around Eleanor, tries his best to hold on to her. And the, like I said earlier, the boat goes down in five minutes. Mm. Like it's, it's not got a chance. And, the, the, you know, how many... There was only like four lifeboats launched. He didn't even get into life, but he was saved... He survived because of this... Life jacket. Yeah, this bespoke prototype but, life jacket. But Eleanor... Eleanor... So this is where it's... The tragedy is that he is holding on to her for, their, for her life. Yeah. And she goes down with the boat. No. She's like, he can't keep hold of her. She goes down with the boat and she's never found. Oh, I no. know. So she... That's the tragedy she was 35 oh no age so but he was distraught obviously yeah and he survived but they didn't he wasn't picked up he was like bobbing around in the sea for, sorry that's what's <laughs> 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 he was bobbing he's bobbing around right no he's oh, he survived that's not a laugh um so he <laughs> stop it i don't i'm sorry. not making light of that we're not we're not so he they get the survivors mm. aren't picked up for a day or two like he's left like you wow. know he's in the sea with his uh life jacket for a day or two before they're picked up by another boat anyway back to 1911 okay. i think when um rolls royce have asked for charles sykes Mm -hmm. to come up with a new statuette for the front of every Rolls-Royce car. Okay. And he goes, well, the Whisper mm. was this a model, an actress called... Oh, by the, I didn't mention that earlier. She's a model, and actress, um, as well as the secretary of the magazine. So right, she does okay. do sort of modelling and stuff. So I had read a little bit about this, and this is the thing that I really loved. About Thorne. Is, about Thorny. Yeah. So there is a bit of a shortage of work or something. So she basically started doing exotic and sensual dancing and eat in the evenings and modeling and that side of things. Right. And it was kind of like a very empowering kind of thing that she really like jumped into. And that was part okay. of her appeal and part of the so she was, and all the rest yeah, of it. Yeah. So she was a model body confidence. Yeah. I think there was dancing. There was definitely dancing okay. involved. Okay. I remember reading I that and being like, oh. I didn't know that bit. So even on this one, you've managed to pipe up with something that I didn't know. I just, I remember Thanks. reading about her and being like, that is a woman who marches to the beat of her own drum, you know? Admire Very that. good description. A lot of time for that. Um, so she uh, was the muse behind the whisper, as mm -hmm. we've established. So Charles Sykes goes, idea, I'm going to use Eleanor again. Mm-hmm for the model of the Rolls-Royce legit main statuette 
on the front of every car. Mm -hmm. And he did. And that is now the statue that we know on every single Rolls Royce is Eleanor Velasco Thornton. And she was immortalised from that day on. 1911 on, she was on the front of every single Rolls Royce. That is a very fitting honour. I thought that, which I thought was a really lovely sort of... I know it's a tragic end, but the, you know, to be immortalised. So, and as a little postscript to that, the... There was some debate, you know, early days, you know, with documentation and stuff. People were not 100% sure that it was her. Mm. And they were like, they obviously, they, it was a bit of a scandal at the time. Mm. Maybe there were things that they were trying to keep under wraps, but widely regarded as an open secret that it was Thorne, mm-hmm. Eleanor. So um, that was it. However, definitely... In recent years, Rolls-Royce have used her face, photographs of her face, Mm. to digitally create all those little statuettes. And the statuettes are known as the spirit of ecstasy. Why? Why? Why is it called the spirit of ecstasy? Because she's... A, it's basically it's Great not spirit. wings they're not wings I, so she is question. leaning forward with her mm. arms spread backwards with gowns billowing oh, in the wind okay. so she's effectively oh, because she's on the front of she's the, on the, front car, of the car like it's a she's, boat yeah so the right. wind is kind of blowing her and that gowns is the spirit of ecstasy in oh, the shape oh I get it now there's a giant penny of, just dropped yeah so it's, it, they, she obviously does take on the form of mm. like angel wings, but it's still but actually it's billowing. It's, yeah, yeah, I was going to say I haven't I haven't got my rolls at the garage recently, so I haven't looked at the statue up close Fair. enough to. Well, if you if it's a brand new one, it'll literally have a digital recreation of her face on it. We need to bring back the mm. the little tiny statues. Yeah. So that's kind of the end of my story. I like it. But don't you think it's like something that more people should it's, it's know? It's a good story. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. I had no so idea. I, this Didn't is it. know it was, I was called that. Yeah, I really liked reading about her. She was really fun. Yeah. I was um, wondering around Buckler's Hard, yep. paying very little attention to it, and then <laughs> found that story Dad's about like, the SS Persia. Oh, he, yeah, he was... He was enjoying it. We it's it's an interesting place. I'm not slagging it off. Before you say, just because I'm saying I'm not paying attention, I just you know oh, when you go no, around no, like I museums and I wasn't. Yeah, it's a no, lovely part that. of the world. I think really nice part of the world. Yeah, uh, and they used to build uh, naval ships there for Nelson's navy. Mm. So three boats built there were in the Battle of Trafalgar. Okay, date the Battle of Trafalgar. Yeah, come on. Come on. 1764. Rubbish. You are so far. 1801. I was going to say 18-something. I don't even know if it is. I was saying that with confidence. Wow. That was so much confidence. Well, I did look at it. Uh, Battle of Trafalgar took place on the 21st of October 1805. Oh, close. It's close. It was close enough. Yeah. Um, If it was an exam, if it's like over 200 years ago, I think you're allowed to be four or five years out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the new. It's role. totally how that works for history. Yeah. So there you go. That was my story about Eleanor Thornton. It was a good one. And the spirit of ecstasy. 
which uh, I always thought the experience of ecstasy was uh, Bez from the Happy Mondays, but it's not. That's a different spirit he's got there. Yes. And so, also, mm-hmm. I've been having a think what I would have as my little trophy yeah. on the front of my car. I've had different ideas, okay. but I think it would be a little a little palm tree and a little surfboard. Ooh, nice. Something like this. Yes. Some kind of... Yeah, but then that would mean that you should change your car for a VW camper. Mm. Because go and live the surf life. That's what you want, car? isn't it? Yeah, true. What would yours be? Um... <sighs> I'd need to get a car first because mm-hmm. I haven't got a car. But so you, if, you could have the statue. So the, yes, I could start the with the statue. The car could come later. Um, I okay. Well, I mean, yeah, something musical maybe. A little guitar. Do, a little guitar. Yeah. Yes, that would be good. But then it's not really got much to do with travel. Yours is good because it remote. You know, spirit of ecstasy actually refers to flowing in the wind, oh. feeling the air in your face, and you being into surfing and. The palm tree mm. it is a bit of an aspirational travel thing. So I... Mm, uh, maybe a little map of Italy or something. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Because then you could digitise that quite easily. Yeah. You can digitise all of it. <laughs> <laughs> they could digitise all of the thoughts and they could do a map of Italy. But then I'd have <laughs> to get an Italian car, like a Fiat or something, or a Ferrari. Oh, yeah. Why do they have Fiat instead no, of Ferrari? Fiat. Fiat's Fiat 500. Cool. I used to have one. Yeah. Great. Or Piaggio. I'll just get a little Piaggio. So that's my story. I wasn't confident getting through it because I'm not the historian here. That was a great story. Yeah, I need your feedback on the following. First of all, my dopey delivery of it. No, that's classic Pete. All for it. You trumped me with another fact that I didn't know. But I had questions. Okay. And I just, I just really liked reading about her. She was cool. Yeah, she was cool. Mm. So over Christmas, we had a nice family gathering. Oh. Um, which you were not there. I was away. You, yeah, to be fair, you were in Florence having a lovely time. That's true. So that's amazing. <laughs> um, but like your dad was there and all the cousins were there. I know. And the cousins' cousins and the kids. and It was lovely. It was so nice to catch up with everyone. My brother wasn't there either. No, to be fair. Just but your dad... Was representing. He was representing. He was repping the fam. Repping the fam. Um, he did say he had a lovely day, actually. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. It was really nice. But it was lovely because everyone. Have we saying, ever? Have we ever actually announced on this that we're cousins properly? I know we've sort ooh, of referenced. I people. yeah. I feel like and I also, I think everyone, obviously, our avid listener. Oh, yeah, knows friends or no? Yeah, friends. <laughs> just, everyone who knows this because that's life, and that's. <laughs> What? <laughs> friends know us. Did you just say that? Because yeah. obviously my friends know. No, that we're, I don't know where it's going. Oh, I'm so delirious. Because um, oh yeah, my one of my that's another question I've got about was um, my mate. Oh, you mentioned him before. Ben mm-hmm. said, um, "How did you? How did you come across Jill? She's great. She's done this before." Ah. I was like. Well, I've known her for my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> again, you've, you mm. just re- keep receiving plaudits about being good. And 
nobody mentions me. <laughs> they all go, no. Jill's really good, isn't she? She knows history. And has she done this before? She's got a great voice and all that. Adrian said you got a great voice. Oh, thank you, Adrian. Um, I, do I just think it sounds better next to mine. That's all it is. <laughs> I'm not seeing you've right, not so got a good voice. So if you put but... me next to someone Ooh, else. Who's got, good, who's, got, who's got a great radio voice? Um, Kirsty Walk. Scottish. Oh, brilliant voice. Do you know who I, I, I'm not even being ironic. I love his voice. Okay. Sean Dyche. Hey. I love it. I mean, it's a bit Marmite, isn't it? I don't think, I don't think I like it. I can't, I would love. I like him. I would love for him to read a story. And like. (laughs) I don't know if I'm on board with it. Love it. Love it. But so if we had a guest, because we're talking about yeah, series two, we should have guests. We should, we're, well, we've got a couple of people who mm-hmm. want to be guests. Well, I say a couple of people. I'm exaggerating. I'm turning one into two. Who's the one? Uh, well, our avid listener. Ah, okay. I mean, she's not averse to being mic'd up. So yeah, yeah. She would be up for it, but then. I've said, you know, you need to be a, an expert in a field of some sort. If, I say if, if she's listening, <laughs> no pressure, listening. but you've got to do better than my chat about the spirit of ecstasy. I am a big fan mm. of your your storytelling. Thank you. And your voice. Oh. And yeah, but last week you laughed at me saying my name. Do but you remember that's, that? That's because it took a <laughs> About five times to say I it. know, but then and I left that name. in. I left it in that you laughed at me because I'd cut out the fact that I'd said my name badly about eight times. Because right, because you didn't say it badly, but you so you yeah. Said well, this is, yeah. I never. But then also it was kind I? of like a question, like because my well, my bad. Oh yeah, I do that a lot. My bad delivery is that I never say the T in Pete. Yeah, so that's I a just get thing. Pete. Yeah, I go Pete, and no number of people who just think I'm just saying the letter P. Do you know what I mean? I go P more. P, that sounds weird. <laughs> oh God, now I've got a joke name. I've just made myself. That's that's really bad. Especially with some of my health issues. Anyway, we have moved chew on from the fa- <laughs> Chew the fact, chew the fact, emergency chew the fact. Welcome to Chew the Facts. This is our little game at the end of the episode. Little game. A little game. A little game. Where did that come from? This is our little game. Jill's gone all... I don't even know I'm where so that... Deluno where's your right accent? Now. Deluno. Yeah, okay. You've been up for about 48 hours and I'll give you that. Um, and you can... I feel that you can really sense that about me now. It's, it's yeah, well, coming I, to the fore. It's, 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 it's working well for the... Uh, for the podcast, I think. Um, yeah, sorry. so our, so our, our little f- game is uh, it's four <laughs> two. I don't what don't know what accent this is. <laughs> um, four two. We're not messing about with any maths. No. I'm saying the score. You have two. I yes. have four. Yes. And that's it. Um, We're leaving that in. <laughs> it's the little game. We're playing a little game at the end of the, the episode. <laughs> Where Jill asks me a question and I have to get the answer. That's what it is. Uh, so we yeah. just yeah, you say like for example, you made it something up that was completely random, but you convinced me that it was true. 
I guess true. You get the point. Yeah, it's probably it. a story or a fact or trivia that you may know. Yeah, but is it true? Is it false? Is that where we it's come from? What's the could, background? Are we bad to assume that anyone listening to this has already listened to our chew the facts? Yes. So if I mean, if you're a first time listener, I Welcome. hope we've explained what this. an episode to join us on. I know. Oh, what's that supposed to mean? Because it's my story. No, no. Oh, sorry. No, no. Yeah, I get it. No, no, no. I get it. No, You've said what everyone was thinking. <laughs> the new, the new first time listeners no. are going. Oh, no. who, who's this kind of? And I, where's his accent? What's this guy going on about what Rolls is she Royce? About? He'll never have a Rolls Royce. What's going on? I'm not listening to this again. Is that what you're saying? Okay, no. fine. So chew the fact. Carry on with it. Come on. Um, so there was what I was going to say that was suggested yeah. by one of our listeners, Laura, who Hi, Laura. commented on our lovely Instagram page. Oh, yeah. She said you... At What The Factual Pod. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, she said that you did indeed give her a manga version of Romeo and Juliet. Yep. So that backed up your claim to have been handing out yep. literature before. And that was just for fun. We weren't even going ah. to the, the play. It was just for, for the fun of Manga Shakespeare. Oh, well, thanks for, our, <laughs> thanks for the message, Laura. So she suggested the idea of the phrase, laugh your head off. Oh. And I was going to make this into quite a fun game. But yes, I can see from your face. That does sound sinister. Yes. So I was, I was going to try and find a way to make this the chew the fact. And I, it, it's a very dark story. There's no two ways about it. So there's only so much fun you can really have with it. Okay. But Depending it, on your sense of humour. Yeah. Which mine is quite dark. I won't lie. So, okay. but anyway, Go on. um, basically in the Jack, how do you say this word? Jaco Jacobite. <laughs> if you're a Jacobite. Back in the day. <laughs> Stick to our vague time scales, Jim. In 1747. Yes. Um, there was uh, Lord Lovett. He was executed on Tower Hill in London. He didn't love it. He, well, so, so this is the thing. He, he was a very violent man. Right. Um, and he had a very bizarre sense of humour and he like forced his son to go and fight for the other side and then he sided with the king and b bizarre bizarre man right 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 um, anyway so he basically gets defeated in battle and he is sent for execution so the scaffold is put up there's spectators viewing the beheading um, and as they're about to do it the scaffold collapses with Lord Lovett on and it, it collapses onto the spectators, left 20 people dead, and he found it funny as they were beheading him. So he, uh, he was laughing at the fact was, that people had died whilst he was getting his head chopped off. Yes. So he was literally laughing his head off. Mm. Uh, what I don't really understand is why, at that point, someone, in, you know, an English scholar went, Oh, let's make a phrase out of this. Oh, we love that. We love making a phrase out of stuff. Shakespeare. It's, do you know what? I think it's a, quite a quintessential British thing to make phrases out of bizarre things. If you look at cricket and all the phrases they have for various scoring and stuff. Fine like leg. Out for a duck. Yeah, like, love it. There's so many... We love, As British people, we love to have a weird phrase. Gully. <laughs> 
Yes. Anyway, so okay, so that, that felt wasn't a bit dark. Yeah. That's, so, okay. but, but it's interesting. Laura's question. It's an interesting answer to yes. where it comes from. Yes. Okay. Um. So. I believe you had a chew the fact as a backup. Oh, you've just thrown it back at me. A little? But yeah. it was car related, right? Well, we're talking about early car days. I found this fact. The first speeding ticket. In 1896, Walter Arnold, I'm not quite sure which country, This would this be America? Ah, no. Incidentally, Mr. Arnold was one of the earliest car dealers in the UK. So, UK. Um, he was clocked uh he basically raced past a constable and was wild man was given the first speeding ticket can you guess how fast he was going what now, was the year yeah 1896 he wouldn't have been hurtling no uh, i would i mean i'd like i mean maybe i should give you what the speed limit was yes and then yeah. you can guess what Good he was context. doing the speed limit was two miles an hour. Oh, I reckon he was going a juicy five. Mm, no, he was doing eight. Oh. Which is, in today's money, if you were, say you were That's in a 30... four times the speed limit. Yeah, so 120 miles an hour in a 30. <laughs> <laughs> it's just impressive. <laughs> yeah, but even then, he was also done because he didn't have the guy walking in front of him with the red flag. So he's breaking ah. two laws. Okay. And th this is the mad thing. You're meant to have a guy walking in front of you. at 60 yards ahead of you. Yep. So you've got enough time. The, the limit's two miles an hour. It's going to take him about 20 minutes to get there before the guy's gone, hey, everyone, there's a car coming. Not that fast. I've got a red flag warning people that there's a car <laughs> going to be coming. Slow it's, car. Two miles an hour speed limit. He was doing eight. Think of how fast eight miles an hour is. If you need somebody to be walking ahead of you going, just a warning, there's a car coming. You're literally stood there watching it approach. Mm. Going, the, uh, I think if I was even stood in the way, I've got enough time to get out of the way. But if you weren't expecting a car to be there... Yeah, you'd go, oh, look at that. It's about 150 yards away coming at two miles an hour. Well. I've, I've got enough time my... to process this situation. <laughs> <laughs> my chew the fact for you. Oh. That very law that you were just talking about. Yeah. The red flag law. Yeah. True or false. Okay, so it... this is the point now, is it? This, this, is, this, this is, is now we've got a point riding this on this is the, question. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, that law was never actually repealed in the UK. So technically, you should still have a man with a red flag in front Ooh. of your car now. Just because they, they just never got around to repealing it. True or false? See, now, that's a good one. Now, my standard response is to trust you. Now, the last, maybe was it two, the Vikings episode, you said, mm, maybe don't be so trusting in the little game. <laughs> and I am going to go with that hunch that you've made that up. I'm going to say that is false. You're correct. 4-3. 4-3. 
Yes, the Red Flag Act was repealed in 1896. Weird. That's the year that this uh, speeding ticket thing happened. Oh. So the Red Flag, which was, like I said, mm -hmm. utterly pointless because it's going two miles an hour. They realised and went, this is stupid. Yeah, let's not do that anymore. Let's just have a car. The poor, and was that a job? Like, was that, whose job was it to do the walking in front with the red flag? So if you owned a car, Very you had question. to employ someone? I guess if you had a car, you could afford to employ someone. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it was that sort of situation. Yeah. I mean, what, 1896. So that, so earlier I established that the first car was 1886. All right. So 13 years they've been around. Hmm. And they still only got up to two mile an hour speed limit. What's wow. the point? I mean, you would be walking you, you, faster than you've that. You've got to start somewhere, you know? Yeah, but imagine the day. You know, so Carl Benz, he yeah. goes, oh, I've invented this thing. It's a car. You can jump yeah. in it. You can jump in it, take your mates, drive down the road, go somewhere. And they go, oh, wow, this sounds brilliant like mm. we're going to come around and see this carl's got this new invention we're going to go around you what are you doing tomorrow yeah cool i'm there you go around and he gets this thing out it takes him four minutes to get it out of the garage you'd be going right well we're going to walk we'll see you there in an hour but if you look at you know the old nokia 6510 was that thing well, they um, did more than two miles an hour to mm, your modern iphone now yeah they gotta start you know somewhere. i get that i'm just saying you can you can there's no point in inventing something to transport people slower than they can already be transported by themselves i.e walking but if you don't like walking don't go <laughs> just don't don't bother going anyway so we've well, found, we've all learnt something. There was there was many facts in there, a lot of chewing going on. It's it's heating up now, and the um, oh four three eight's old, close. Yeah. So you mm. are not as comfortable as you were. No, was it four nil? Really more point? happy when it was. Yeah, I think it was four nil. I think you won the first four. four. Or four yeah, I mean you definitely took a big lead, and now it's being pegged back. So if there's no other reason to listen to the rest of this series. Other than just the heating up to see the winner excitement crowned victorious of the competition of the little game, <laughs> which is uh, chew the fact. Yep, we thank you for joining us, and thank you for getting in touch. Yes, we've had uh, a lot. We of... would love more feedback. Yeah. If anyone, if you want to send us a message on Instagram, what the factual pods? Yeah, and we'd love to get messages. Also, if you are listening to this please give us a follow or a like or even a rating yeah on the platform on which you're listening because it really does help us get the podcast out there and get us in front of other people and hopefully get more listeners yeah spread the love what we're after really exactly not for popularity but we just like educating more people <laughs> as opposed to just educating peter <laughs> but aren't we doing that well <laughs> no because today it was educating jill yeah even though you still knew more than me no i only knew one thing about the girl yeah but i didn't know it's great yeah oh well there, we, there are. we go so until next time i've been jill smith and i've been pete moore he's waving see you later
touch at whatthefactualpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, latterly known as X, at whatthefactual. Or on Instagram, at whatthefactualpod. We actually both I wave. Like <laughs> Why we both wave? <laughs> no one can see us. Ah, oh, that's too good. <laughs>